Welcome to the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. I am Madeline. And I am Ruby. If you're a startup or scale-up looking for actionable and profitable advice, then this is a podcast for you. We will give you a taste of our proven insights and strategies that we've applied to hundreds of businesses to help them grow, scale, and succeed. So grab your margaritas and your pen and paper because we're here to show you that with the right strategy, your idea, and our marketing guidance, you can take your brand from startup to standout. Welcome back to another episode of the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. My name is Ruby and I'm joined today by my co-host Maddie. Maddie, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, really well, thank you. We need to have a little pause because Ruby just got engaged. (laughs) So massive congratulations to her and Ollie. We love them both. Um, Yeah, if you follow her on Instagram, you would have seen the proposal. So cute. Thanks. (laughs) She had no idea. Ollie was messaging me trying to get her distracted for I the mean, day. You are a good liar. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Luke. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so let's jump into today's episode. Yes, absolutely. So today's episode, we are diving into how you as a business owner can use your email marketing as a part of your marketing strategy. Now you might be thinking, but Ruby, I already use social media to market. So why do I need to use email mm. marketing too? And this is something that I do hear from clients. They yep. feel like they're all over social media. They use Instagram. They perhaps have dabbled in Facebook ads, but they haven't actually grown a list. Yeah. Now I have a crazy stat for you. On average, email generates 42 or somewhere between 38 and $42 for every dollar spent. That's crazy. is like 4,200% ROI. Oh my God. It's nuts. Crazy. And I think we were discussing before that the average ROAS on Facebook ads, and now it can be more, so I'm not, this is just an average. It's 2.5. That's nuts. Yeah. Like, 2.5 2.5 to 4,200. Like, it's not it's even crazy. in the same scale. And I, I say to my e-com clients as well, email should be about 30% of your monthly sales. And we were discussing this before the call. Mm. And I think that's still with lead gen as well, in oh. your sales calls and um, coaching and all that. You would say Absolutely. that to them? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, if you, as any business owner, whether you're serviced or e-com, mm. you should be focusing on an email list. And, yes. and another reason to have an email list is that you don't actually own your social media following. This is a huge one, yes. Yeah, like if the social media platforms shut down, Yeah. I don't know if you remember the day, I think it was about 12 months ago where literally Instagram. Facebook and Instagram yeah. just shut down, they didn't shut down, but they had that bit of a crash. And yeah. what happens if that happens? Like yeah. you don't own your followers. You also can't just quickly send them out and email or a phone like mm. give them a phone call mm. if you have an email list you can export and actually own the data like yes. it's yours and you can use that for facebook ads yeah google ads now um yeah for retargeting purposes mm. and your audience is much warmer like mm. they've given you your e- the yes. email address they haven't just hit follow they've actually given you something which we'll go into a moment in return <laughs> something else but they've given you something because they're interested So today's episode, we're going to start at the beginning because email marketing really is a rabbit hole when you get into Mm. it. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be teaching you how to grow your list and what you need to begin with. That's such a great episode. Now, there are many creative ways to build and grow your email list, but we're going to share with you a simple and effective one that you can set up today. And that is a lead magnet. Yes, I'm so glad that we decided to go with this because I hear crazy things about people buying lists or paying for them, which just doesn't work. No, no, definitely not. So if you're not familiar with a lead magnet, it's exactly what it sounds. Something that attracts prospects to your email list. It's usually in the form of some sort of free offer. Mm. The offer can take a number of formats. It should be valuable to your prospects and is given away for free in exchange for an email address. 
So there's just one problem. People have become hyper-protective of their personal Mm. information. You can't expect to receive an email address without exchanging it for something valuable. Yeah, people don't just give away their details. No, and I think we've kind of caught on to that, that people are wanting our email address. They want us to be on their email list. Just having like a simple pop-up form on your website, like people aren't just going to pop their details in for nothing. And we can go on to, anyway, we'll go on about that, (laughs) pop-ups as well. Because I think people are becoming a little like deterred from it now yeah. they're not even absorbing pop-ups anymore i just always exit them if i'm honest exactly yeah. anyway another episode yeah. <laughs> so think about creating a lead magnet that is relevant it's useful and it makes your prospects lives easier yeah great point just the point on making their lives easier <laughs> um we do have a few different types of lead magnets because yes. i think this is the next step that people ask they just get a bit confused well what do i do what do i mm. set up so you could create an ebook. Yep. You could create a video training. You could even create just a simple infographic that mm. goes through some kind of resource. Um, you could put a report out or a study, a checklist, a template. You could use a webinar or an, like a mini course. Yep. Some kind of tool, some kind of discount code or voucher, or even a free product. Price list as well. Price list. Actually, we've both, yeah. <laughs> we've both used price lists for yeah. us. But anything someone would find really valuable. And that's just a list to start with like yeah. be creative here yeah think about something that doesn't take too long to create but mm-hmm. that your audience will find super valuable and they actually want it and the fact that it's free they'll give you their email address in exchange yeah. for the lead magnet also if you're short on resources what you can do is you can repurpose your existing content to create lead magnets mm. so for example if you've got a course you could take a snippet out of that as a training Okay. Or yeah, like even that. like a social media post that has done really well, repurpose that as a checklist or repurpose it as yeah. a mini e-guide. Like you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just use something you've already got and fluff it out a little bit. Yeah, I love that. Mm. So firstly, um, so it's really important that when you do have a lead magnet, it needs to be relevant to your prospects, just like Maddie said. So it's important to create one that's relevant for your target audience. So if you don't know who your target audience is, Mm. it's time to go back and really think about who that is. What are their pain points? Exactly. And we've got some um, points on how to actually make sure that the lead magnet is relevant to them. So firstly, you need to make sure that your um, offer solution orientated and is actionable. So we need to be providing practical information that solves a problem and creates a realistic way to achieve the solution. So what we mean by this is that your lead magnet needs to be solution focused. Yes. Needs to be transformational yeah Yeah. solving a solution not just some kind of fluff that's maybe it doesn't make any sense right like we need to be focusing on their pain points and giving them the solution in the form of the lead magnet absolutely and it could be common questions or objections that people have when Mm. in the past you can create an ebook or if you get the same question over and over again maddie how do i set up my business manager. Yeah. And I could be like, yeah, here's a little free training. It will take yeah. me five seconds to do that. Yeah. But I could give that away as a lead magnet. Exactly. So think about those common questions that you always mm. get in your inbox. You always get on calls. You always yep. get in your emails and turn that into some kind of resource that you could provide for free. Now, how do you feel about someone who is new mm. in the industry? Um, they've maybe mapped out their target audience. They're still learning a little bit. What would you do? You have any tips around that? I'd still absolutely create a lead magnet because yep. you need to start somewhere. Even if you know your list starts with five, it will get yeah. to 10, 20 and so forth. But choose something that you know really well. So yep. even if you're new in the market, you're still you know mm. knowledgeable in your area. So yep. still choose something that you can provide value with. Like what's your overall product? What's your overall offer? Yep. Can you pull something with from that? 
to create your lead magnet. You could even go on your competitors websites mm. or yes. landing pages and see what they're doing. Don't copy them, but get some mm. inspo of what direction they're going for, yeah. what lead magnets they have and yeah, pull inspo from it. Yeah. I mean, even, um, I know there's a, there's a woman in our space that has created like a presets guide, oh, okay, which yeah. I think is a really cool idea, but choosing things like if I saw that on her page and I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. How can I think outside the box and yeah. what do my clients need? And perhaps in my sake, you know, my clients are always looking for Canva resources because they're just not design savvy. So mm. in my head, I'm like, oh, cool. I saw a, a Lightroom preset. I could create some other preset or some other te- template yeah, I love that. and use, you know, Canva or something for it. So the next step, we need to make sure that the asset is easy to consume. Mm. So lead magnets should be delivered in a digital format, whether it's a PDF, a web page, a video, um, a link to where it's stored, like on the Google Drive or Dropbox where they can download or some other format. But you really need to make sure it's easy for your new lead to obtain and consume it. Yeah, I think that's a really important one because, well, if you're sending out physical products, it's just going to be a ridiculous cost. Um, So digital is definitely the way to go, but also making sure that it's delivered to them instantly. Yeah. You know, they're hot. They want whatever they've signed up for straight away. So we need to make sure that that process Mm. is quick and it's also easy to consume whatever we've sent them. Yeah, absolutely. So the next step is to create your offer with your future content in mind. So there's nothing worse than signing up for a great offer only to be disappointed by the content that follows. So you need to make sure that your offer is aligned with the value that you provide throughout your relationship. Otherwise you risk damaging trust. That's a good point. So we see this a lot of the time where you'll just copy competitors. Mm. So you'll be like, oh, this person did this lead magnet. I'm just gonna create that because it seems like a good idea. But then it has nothing to do with the relationship you're trying to build with your yeah. audience or your offer or the rest of the content that you've got. Yeah. And so when people are signing up, they've got all these expectations of what to expect from you as a coach or a mentor or an expert in your field. Mm. And all of a sudden you're teaching them something else. Like it just yeah. doesn't make sense. And you also need to treat your lead magnet as a stepping stone to your paid solution. So, mm. you know, like we were saying, if you're new, you may come up with a business plan or a marketing strategy of how you want to your business to grow, but mm. also what are you anticipating your services are in the future maybe? Like, are you mm. intending to bring out a course? So what solution would you have prior to the course mm. that would get people warmed up for the course? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's almost um, like that first step in your value ladder. So yeah. what's your bigger product, your end product in mind, and what's the freebie that you're giving away? What's that next yeah. step to the low ticker offer? Like. You need to be thinking, even when you're looking at social media copy, even when you're looking at whatever you're sending your prospects in your email marketing, it has to have your end offer in mind. Yeah, if absolutely. it doesn't, well, there's just no point. You're wasting a lot of time in content. Yeah. And with the e-commerce space, you know, you'd see a lot of people having that discount code. And why? Because we want people to purchase. Mm. Or, you know, we want people to be on our list because we're going to be launching something really soon and they're going to get exclusive access. So mm. then we're giving that to the people first because we want them to purchase. Yep, and they're super warm. (laughs) They're super warm, they're ready. Yeah. So the next thing that you need to do is to create different lead magnets that are relevant to each stage of the buyer journey. Ooh, this is this is a good one. Yeah. So I don't think people do this. No, and I do get asked a lot, well how many lead magnets should I have? Yes, start with one. Start with someone Mm. probably at the um you say the awareness stage awareness yeah Yeah. start with the awareness stage but when you get into the process because it really shouldn't take long to build a lead magnet and build your opt-in form and your simple nurture i would create them for every stage of the buyer journey so when you're promoting them you're getting leads at every single stage which is so important with any marketing 
campaign yeah. and a marketing strategy. Um, yeah. Uh, I suppose that's the end of that book. <laughs> we just like, both had a look at each other. No, but I wanted to make a point because I, I was thinking that's why I was staring at you because I was like, I have an yeah. example here. And I was like, go on, no. <laughs> um, so another way to use multiple lead magnets, which also helps with segmenting people based on their intent mm. is you can get an opt-in for maybe an awareness Say it's a checklist, Mm -hmm. right? So say our end goal is a course. Mm -hmm. So we're going to opt in for a really simple checklist. makes people like a little bit aware of what you do, but not heaps of detail takes you quick. Send a few emails, you you know, nurturing them. Then you say, hey, I've got this other lead magnet. And it's just getting them a little bit warmer. And it's a little bit more towards the course. Maybe it's on how to secure 10 clients in 10 months Mm -hmm. or something like that. And then if they opt in for that, you're segmenting and you're like, okay, these people are warmer, warmer. So they're interested in what I have to offer. Yeah. Rather than going direct from lead magnet one to here's my $50,000 course. I mean, it wouldn't be (laughs) $50,000, but I've had a few clients and I think we've worked with similar ones where it's like, I've got a lead magnet and then I'm selling a $5,000 course. Okay. Maybe the people who want that checklist, then they're not ready for the course yet they need a second free or you may have a small pay i was gonna say you could even um we spoke about like having a value ladder before yeah start to piece out that value ladder so yes they're coming in from like that checklist and then perhaps you nurture them with a few emails perhaps you put them through a three-day video training to really again nurture them you're showing your face on video you're building that trust and then maybe you offer them like a $37 product. It might be a mini course. It might be a webinar. It yeah. might be something that's just going to get them to build that trust and also buy into whatever you have, get yep. them to taste what you have. Yep. This works really well in um, service-based uh, yeah. if, you think, if you're a coach or a mentor. Um, and then once they've, again, bought into that, that's when to offer them either a, to book in for a call with you mm. um, to sell them into a higher ticket mentorship or coaching program or that higher course. Yeah. So yes, like you said, you can't go from zero to 50,000. <laughs> you need to take those relevant steps. I always say it's like walking into a bar. You wouldn't just ask somebody to marry you. Like you yeah. need to build up that Absolutely. relationship. You need to just be really nurturing it. Well, I, I say, I don't think I did a post on it. It's like dating as well. You wouldn't yeah. ask someone to like, let's go to bed together yeah. the first night. Like, well, you might, you, you have that, you know, 10% of people who might do that, yeah. but you generally need to nurture people totally. through a relationship. Yeah. Um, and this is also, sorry, we're going back to this. I thought of another thing. It's <laughs> so also good. I love how we're like, and that's the end of the point. <laughs> Unraveling it. I was also thinking if you have services, like I'm thinking of myself, you know, mm. offer ads, um, SEO website email mm. maybe if I wanted to segment my market a little yeah. bit based on my services the next lead magnet could be like if you're interested in email mm. marketing here's this lead magnet but if they didn't download it I'm like okay maybe in mm. a few emails time I'm like here's my lead magnet for paid and if they're like so yeah true. I'm interested in paid they go down a paid avenue yeah no I love that and that's also relevant if you are thinking about launching a, a smaller program to a, a warmer list and then yeah. you can actually launch that program or like a wait list, you can actually mm. go out to your warmer leads. And if you've segmented yeah. correctly, you can be like, oh, hey, I know that I actually sent that lead magnet about X, Y, and Z. This segmented list inside my email yeah. list will be perfect to launch the course to because they're warm. And we could use this with e-com because I know our e-com, we have a lot of e-com. Yeah. But it wouldn't be so much more of a lead magnet. I think you would segment within your email marketing, maybe to take them to a specific page mm-hmm. with certain products. And maybe there's a specific offer for those products. or. Yeah. And then you could segment based on, okay, they liked my, I'm going back to the pot plants here, pot plants <laughs> over my candles. Yep. So therefore, if I ever do a launch on pot plants or if I do yeah. a sale on that, I segment them based on intent of interest on pot plants. Yeah. So, you know. Would you segment? No, that's just getting a little bit too 
We're getting technical here. Yeah. This is so off the script. Yeah. <laughs> Let's pause this conversation. Because we'll, we'll we could cover, do a whole yeah. episode on maybe on how to segment. Yeah. And I feel like that's a perhaps huge even one. breaking it down from e-com to service-based. Yeah. Anyway, this is a conversation to have off air. <laughs> <laughs> so now um, we have your lead magnet obviously created. Next thing we need to do is create our opt-in form. So your opt-in form is how you get the prospect's information and how you add them to your list. It's the gate between your future leads and that incredible asset that you created with them in mind. So we've got some tips for creating an enticing opt-in form. Woohoo! I think this is really important too because yeah. I see people try to create opt-in forms that are the same as their sales page and it's like, oh, too I much. <laughs> and I put up a story yesterday and I think this will tie in with this really well. So create an attractive design and attention-grabbing header. So the hook... Mm. And that's generally yeah. calling out the transformation yeah. um, or, or the pain point, yeah. point there. So your, sh- your form should be branded, stand out from the page and entice people to sign up. So you really want to excite readers with the offer. Yeah. So really colorful. If that's your branding, put your branding on there. Yeah. You know, put your branding. I think another thing that we need to um, mention is before I go into the next point is just to make sure that you've got that button above the fold, yes. the buttons in it. And I know we've mentioned this in another episode, so I won't dive deeper yeah. into it, but your button is a different color. Um, I know yeah. we spoke about color psychology and making yeah. sure, you know, green means go, maybe making yeah. your color green, um, all those simple things with the hook, because yes. that's what's going to capture their attention. The next thing to make note of is that we need to make sure that the copy is relevant to the offer or the lead magnet. Yeah. So while the goal is to get people to enter their information, it isn't to deceive them. So we need to make sure that we're not like basically telling them something that they're not going to receive just to get them mm. to sign up because it does show through. So any information on your form should be truth- a truthful representation of the lead magnet. Yeah. So have a look at the lead magnet. Have a look at what's included. What is the actual transformational solution you're providing yeah. in that lead magnet? And really entice people with copy that demonstrates that. Yes. Um, the next thing is keeping the form simple. So yep. this is your, like, this could be one of your first interactions. Now, remember, this isn't a landing page. No. So I don't want people to think, oh, well, last week they said we had to have, like, seven different things. I'm like, this yes, is an opt-in form. Yeah. You can have opt-in landing pages for lead magnets. Yeah. But we're saying an opt-in pop-up, really yep. simple one here, yep. just to clarify as well. Yeah. So don't scare them away with a long form with several fields. And <laughs> I was just telling Ruby, um, I did a opt-in form for a client yesterday. So what we're giving them is exclusive access to stuff etc etc so we asked them for their email address but we wanted their birthday mm. because we're going to send them a birthday gift but then i was like oh i really want their sms like their t- their mobile number yeah but i can't really ask for an email a birthday and an sms imagine yeah. if you got that you'd be like piss off what do yeah. they want like, like all my details hold on why does she want my number as well like yeah it's a lot. so i had a second opt-in step so the first one they had to give me their email and their birthday because yeah. we needed that to give them Perfect. their birthday and then you've already got their email address regardless we've got their good. email and at second stage we're like hey before you go would yeah. you like a free we're saying that we're going to send them free coffee text messages anytime we do a free coffee day we send them a text the night before because it. it gives them an incentive Hell yeah, I want a text yeah. message when you're giving away oh, free coffee. Geez, I would give my number out to anyone yeah. who's going to buy me it. I'm joking. <laughs> but this, was, this wasn't this um, was compulsory. Yeah. So when then we had two buttons and we said, yes, yes, please, mm-hmm. I want free coffee. Then we had another button that says, nah, I don't like free things. Because it makes people think, yeah. shit, oh, maybe I do want yeah. something or for free. Or even like, nah, I don't like coffee. Yeah. Like something just something like, like that. funny. It's a little bit cheeky. Yeah, so we made it cheeky, but it really got that 
compulsory information mm. and then that voluntary information after i love that and it's make sure that your first opt-in page gets the email address yes. i think that's the key point yeah then you yeah. know once they've clicked that button you've got the email address already. Yes. it doesn't matter if they exit out correct, um, correct. and they're like oh there's so much information here yeah you've already got the email address yeah so okay. i know clavio does this super super well they have yeah. a second step and I think it's most, a two step. Yeah. it's called a two step. Like yeah. a, it's called an extra step opt in. Yeah, I mean, ClickFunnels does it too. Yeah, most don't of them do. I don't think Jarvi does. But it's... I was just thinking Active Campaign, I don't think does. Yeah, you'd have to have I, a look. I think have, you can do it, but I'm yeah, just. It'd be a bit more not, technical. Yeah, sure, how you do that. They don't have it like really like yeah. set up. Most of the like lead, uh, sorry, leading the, providers. Yeah, leading yeah. providers or the like ClickFunnels, like a funnel builder yeah. program will yeah. have it. Okay, oh, right. we really went off topic again. <laughs> so the final step is to make sure that the workflow works. Okay, so make sure that you test everything. Yeah. Test in an incognito window to make sure that it, you know, it's... Yeah, on it, mobile. Yeah, on mobile. Make sure yeah. it's mobile friendly. Um, it actually works. It actually gets delivered. You mm. get, like, get their email addresses. The lead magnet gets delivered. If you've got automation built out, that's all working and yeah. that's all triggering. Like test it with your email, another email. You can even test out, again, getting really technical here, but which um, email inbox it lands in. So That's good, Gmail and Outlook. Yeah. Because it's very different. Gmail's very yeah. strict and it does a lot, goes to that promotions part or yeah. spam sometimes. And you can actually use a website called Glock Apps, um, which... Spell that for people because I feel like... Okay. Oh, if you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's G-L-O-C-K. And then apps, so A double P S. Yep. And basically, what you do is you can test the email through there, and they've got email addresses that it tests with. So it's got like a Gmail and Outlook and Hotmail. I didn't even know that. I'm stealing that one. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you can test all of your emails through there, which is great. Great. Yeah. So like Maddie said, Gmail, Outlook, all of them have their different spam protectors. So it's really Mm. important to test it in there. And this is why you should always segment as well, because. HubSpot does it automatically. They have a button where it says, do not send to unengaged contacts. Yeah. And why they're asking you this question is, if you keep sending mm. emails to people who do not open it, you get a score, like your score mm. decreases. So then when you go to a Gmail, Gmail will be like, oh, they, no one opens their mm. emails. And you get like a negative scoring against your domain. Yeah. So it's really best to clean your list mm. and do not send to unengaged contacts yeah. as well. And when we get into... Oh, I get, know. We've gone so off topic. We have, but I'm going to open this up for another another episode. Another but, five um, episodes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we will talk about um, what to actually send to your list. And it is important yeah. that you send to your warm and your cold list yes. and different... Um, what you're sending to them is very different. Like yes. Maddie said, like if we're sending to our warm list... They're ready to buy. We're promoting to them. And if yeah. you're sending to your cold list, that's where we're nurturing them. They're getting to yeah. know you. You're sharing stories and testimonials yeah. and value. So we, like I said, we will create another episode on this because I know we're getting to the... 22-minute mark. The cap mark of what we yeah. give ourselves as a, as a time limit. But um, yeah, segmenting is so important from the from the get-go so that you don't piss off your list. And yeah. Do you know what? People that unsubscribe from your list is not a bad thing either. No. And that's something that I do get some clients say. They're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to email them too much because people will unsubscribe. But it's really not a bad thing because <laughs> of that reason. Yeah, exactly. If they're not opening, we don't want them on our list. No. Yeah. So now you have your lead magnet and your opt-in form, it's time to promote it. Woo-hoo. So we know that we can do this both organically and paid. And we discussed before this episode mm-hmm. that we're going to dive deeper into these strategies in the upcoming weeks. And I think we've uncovered more things that we need to discuss in this bracket. Mm-hmm. I think Ruby will go through some organic and yep. I'll go through some paid. Um, and there'll be some 
great yeah. episodes. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, to giving them out to you guys. And we can talk <laughs> about segmentation maybe mm. in another one, yeah. I think would be really good. And also what to email your list. That's yeah. something I get asked all the time. So yeah. Yeah. if you have any questions though around yeah. email marketing, we should open that up. If you're yeah. listening, DM us if you want a bit more clarification around a specific part of it. Yeah. Um, we're happy to talk Absolutely. about that because we do talk a lot about instagram and social media but we were having coffee the other day as maddie was trying to distract me from <laughs> from being about to propose to and we did realize email marketing isn't something we've dived deeper yeah. into on the podcast so um we will be diving a lot deeper into certain topics around yes. email marketing in the coming weeks but thanks so much for tuning in today yes, and thank you. as always come over and say hi over at marketing and margaritas underscore correct yes yes <laughs> over on instagram See you next week.